Hello, my name is Peter Lewis and welcome to the Give Yourself the Chat podcast, the show dedicated to a life of high performance. So everyone, uh, welcome. This is uh, the first episode of the Give Yourself the Chat podcast and uh, uh, who do you have for your first guest? Um, well, for me, it was it's pretty obvious, actually. Um, there's a friend, coach, mentor of mine, a guy called Tommy Gentleman. I've got Tommy G on, on the call today. Tommy, how are you? I'm really, really well, Pete. It's great to be here with you. I'm, an abs- I'm absolutely privileged and honoured to, uh, to be your first ever guest on this podcast, going down in history. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, well, no, you're so welcome. Um, I, I've got to say, I'm, I'm a bit nervous, I have to say, even though you and I, we go back some time now. Um, I was just trying to wrap yeah. my brain, so I think it's about 10 years or so, and we'll, we'll perhaps More. cover a little bit of that on this call. But I was thinking, who do you have for your first podcast guest? And I thought, well, you've just hit 100 podcasts, haven't you? Uh, I saw recently. Yeah, recently, 100 episodes, yeah. Yeah, yeah recently. We, just, um, I think I'm on like 104 now. Which is amazing. And uh, I thought, well... I mean, that's part of you're the inspiration for trying to get out my comfort zone here. And, and I guess I gave myself the chat is that if you're going to get on and do it, then then do it now, especially during this this coronavirus situation. Um, everyone seems to find a lot of time on their hands. And uh, I guess I'm no exception. That's but I wanted to put some energy into that time. So you were the obvious choice, and and you thankfully you said yes. <laughs> I'm so relieved about that. Um, so as I mentioned, I, we met. I think it was about ten years ago. I, I was running a school project at a local school here in Andover, and it was about getting kids uh, fit and healthy and into a routine and doing those kind of small incremental things that I'm a big fan of. And you very kindly came and and hung out with us and did a a, a lesson in their gym. I don't know if you remember that at all. But, I do. I do remember it, and it was a, probably closer to 15 years ago. Seriously? Yeah, it was before I went to New Zealand, um, and I, I went to New Zealand when I was 19. I'm 31 now, almost 32, so I think it probably would have been about 14 years ago, mate. Oh, my God. So I've known you since you were in shorts then. That's, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, we're just going to jump straight in here. You, you were in my um, – I had a little black book that I kept yeah. – uh, but in a good way, right? Of people who said nice things to me when I was, when when I was going through my life in, in sort of early adulthood, and whenever you know a grown up gave me um, some words where I thought actually that's that's different to what you're told, you know, by most people. And I think you said to me that guy's going to go far, or you're going to go far, and you said it to somebody else in front of me as well. And I, I wrote that down. So this little book of like Seriously? moments when these people had said stuff like that to me. Yeah. Um, and I uh, and I, I remember that, and I actually sent you a message. I think probably about four years after. Yeah. Um, just saying, do you remember me? We yes. did this. I think I, I think I, I, romantically in my head, I did definitely do this, but I think I did actually do this. No, you did. I think no, I just said thank you for. Yeah. 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 And and, and I was kind of blown away with just uh, the expression of gratitude and the fact that. I had made some kind of difference in somebody's life. And, and that was, I mean, it was just kind of blew me away. But I, I can't believe it was about 15 years ago. That's insane. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I guess we can jump off then into letting the listeners know a little bit about what is it you do and what you're currently doing and, and how this situation may have affected all the businesses you're involved in. Because one thing I know for sure is, Tommy, you never stand still. You're so busy. So give us a bit of a kind of a background on that then. Yeah, I guess the easiest place to start would be what's going on right now, which is um, I have a handful of clients that I help as a business consultant. 
Um, I'm a consultant to the business owner. So I essentially help them reduce their stress, their overwhelm and increase their profits and get their time back out of their business as well. And I predominantly work with businesses or business owners that uh, work online, which is great because that's pretty much everybody now. Um, During this current recording, we're obviously going through COVID-19, as I know you've already mentioned, actually. Um, And uh, I'm doing that from my garage right now um, because that's the one place where I can operate. I call it my bunker. Yeah. so that's that's what's going on right now. As well as that, I do own a gym, but that's kind of on pause because we're closed and we've got various things in place to keep things safe and and whatnot. Um, but over the last decade, um, I've been building towards the person that I am now on a professional level. I've always known deep down that I'd be working with business owners, but I felt like I needed to just have a go at it myself for a bit, get some experience running my own businesses from offline businesses working with clients as a PT to yeah. a small PT studio to eventually a fully fledged gym. Then I've run a few uh, online businesses. I've run events businesses. Um, and uh, I've dabbled with books and talks and stuff like that along the way. Uh, but it's very, it's been a very linear journey. And I know that you've been watching over the course of the last 10, 12 years, um, which is so nice to know. Um, and that we're talking today is just awesome. But yeah, it's it's been a a nonstop process. I don't stop. And I think when we're honest about ourselves, no one really does. It's just whether you're doing the things that are bringing the most return on your investment of your energy to whether it's good or not. Um, but yeah, that's me. I, I kind of, uh, I'm in a simple situation right now, mm. uh, which I'm very welcome to. I'm also a father of two very young children. Yeah. One's one in like a week that's and amazing. the other is three yeah uh, yeah so uh it's full on my working hours are now half seven at night till midnight in the daytime it's pretty hard to do anything yeah. because we're playing in the garden and we're trying to keep them alive basically well it's uh, yeah it's really tough isn't it because all they see is mum and dad at home and of course it's playtime and w- yeah. what difference do they know and why would they assume any different I, it's slightly different in my household we've got two teenagers I think the only time I see them if the Wi-Fi goes down and they come downstairs and say, Dad, what's going on with the Wi-Fi? You know, so but interesting times we live. I mean, there's there's a whole load of stuff that you've been involved in there. And it's it's interesting. We've had a lot of parallels with sort of discovering internet marketing at various sort of times, similar authors. I know you're a big fan of Frank Kern and, and Brendan Bouchard. Um, you know, and we've we've kind of trained with them both and both self-published. I know you you did you published your book recently. You got Super Self Summit. A whole load of stuff is, and I've always viewed our relationship a little bit like it's mentor and mentee. Uh, but I, I think those hats switch. I think sometimes yeah. I'm the mentor, and sometimes you are, and 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 it kind of works really really nicely, doesn't it? So there's there's an awful Absolutely. lot of parallels there. And but I think your yeah. your your comment about where you place your energy is really important. I might like to just. Because you mentioned they did all these things and, and you brought, it's brought you to this place now. So yeah. would you have changed anything in, in that? I know it's been quite linear, you said, but would you change mm. that journey at all? I mean, there's stuff that hasn't gone to plan. That's for sure. But I certainly wouldn't change it because yeah. it's taught me valuable lessons to give me more understanding and strength now. And I'm very grateful at the time. It was not not great, you know, these things that don't go to plan. But now because those things have happened, it's enabled me to bring even more clarity to the table. Whenever I'm working with a business owner, I'm able to use my own experience and reference points. I know we're going to be talking about coaching today. Yeah. And I think it's a fascinating one in terms of coaching because a great coach, a world-class coach 
doesn't necessarily have to have done the stuff mm. that the per, that the coach is helping the person to to do but i i do think it helps and i think it's based on your personality and i know within myself that i would hold so much more clarity and confidence having been through something similar to then help that help me help them does that make sense no it, it does and I, I know working with business owners as well it's really important for them to know that you understand business and if you've been in business and you've worn the battle you know the, the scars of battle like they they have but you're right we want to talk about coaching today because i you know i sort of asked you in advance what sort of topic area would you like to to pick and you pick coaching i'm so glad you did because you know it's close to both our hearts there mm. but I, i've always um struggled with this tension between you know, do you have to know everything about their business or their situation to coach? And the, the simple answer is no, you don't. But the expectation from the coachee is often that, well, I'd, I'd like you to. Um, so that, that's an interesting tension I've always found with coaching, um, that that yeah. exists in their mind, but it shouldn't really matter that much. Yeah, there's there's a great, I can't remember where it was, but something along the the, the years of my education, my learning, I came across this statement, which is a great coach help somebody to get somewhere that they would not be able to get to on their own. Mm. Now, I think that's true, but I also think it's got its a, a loophole there, which I prefer to challenge, which is that a great coach can either help someone get to get somewhere they, they are unable to go on their own, or they can get someone there faster and safer. Mm. I.e. they make less mistakes, unnecessary mistakes, um, and they get the result much quicker because they have the help of somebody else, the coach in their corner. So they don't need to know, my, my opinion is a great coach doesn't need to know everything. I think that would actually prohibit and perhaps even paralyze their progress because they'd be wasting too much time trying to know things they don't need to know. A great coach is able to find the one thing that has to develop or change and allow and encourage the individual to do it. Yeah then that makes the big difference, which changes the game for them. Yeah, and, and it's holding the space for them to, to be able to do that. And uh, uh, But I think, you know, uh, a lot of coaches, well, one, make the mistake of of trying to, you know, sort of solve things for them. I think you you you, you may have the experience, but you've got to hold back on that experience as well. Um, yeah. and, and for me, coaching has always been about um, how do you facilitate the thinking in others? And, and it's that facilitation skill and, and being more comfortable with not knowing the answers, but knowing, you know, developing your question technique has always been, yes. for me, the hallmark of a, of, of a good coach. And So underrated. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's a lot of coaches out there that might just follow a framework and whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But I think that experience that you allude to allows you to dance in the moment. And, and sometimes, you know, you know, it's okay to give a little bit of advice because a little nudge down there opens up so much more. And I think only that that experience that you build through, you know, yeah, that over the years kind of helps you do that. Um, yeah. So what, well, so I asked you why, co- I mean, why coaching on this call? I mean, there's a whole load of stuff you could talk about. Why, why coaching and why now? Truthfully, I looked at the list and I was struggling to actually read the, you know, sometimes when you just struggle to read the words. Yeah. Those, yeah. those words, they were just, so I just went, right, hang on, just use your gut instinct here. Yeah. And there was two examples that or two um, subjects that jumped out. And then after a little to and fro with you, it was agreed upon that we would talk about coaching. Now, the reason that I think that one jumped out is because I have a passion 
for this industry. I know you do as well. And having now been in this industry, you know, been through lots of different versions of um, how to bring products and services to the market as a coach, I have a pretty good understanding of how it works. And although everyone's always learning, and that includes me and you, or you and I, um, it's definitely an area that I have a few like, I just want to cut through the quick a little bit so that people who are either coaching themselves, i.e. they are a coach, or they are thinking about becoming one, can maybe just save themselves a little bit of time and unnecessary wasted energy by knowing a few home truths. Hmm. Um, so it was a bit of a kind of, I was tempted to talk about this one for shining a light on some stuff as well. Hmm. I always think that's good for a first episode on a podcast series, a little yeah. bit of juicy conversation. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the coaching industry, especially now, one of the weirdest things at the moment is that if you're coaching and you're putting out content and adverts, um, you're actually an easy target for people to have a go at. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, be- because that's happening a little bit um, because people are a little bit sort of heated. But you've got to ask yourself, you know, why is that? Why Why are coaches getting that negative attention perhaps um and i think it's because of the stuff that's been going on over the last sort of 18 months which has given coaches or coaching a little bit of a strange reputation um so, so what what have you noticed going on there because I, I think i know what you mean but see you know, if the benefit oh, of I, I got i got called a scammer seriously yeah in a comment on an ad you don't need this guy he wants you to think he, he needs you so he can scam you um it wasn't even for anything that they could buy it was purely content um but the the guy obviously put me in a category that he had past experiences of yeah. um and that's what i mean that's where that comes from so you know that i don't want to talk about qualifications and stuff that is a valid part of all of this mm. but the biggest thing for me and this is where the practical advice can come in for people and you're doing this now, which is amazing. I love seeing it. We spoke earlier a, a week ago or so, and, and I, I gave you my sort of thoughts on this. Um, but the, the absolute only way to do it is to show how good you are by actually showing up. Um, mm-hmm. Don't hide behind your ads. Don't hide behind your funnels, but actually get out there. Start building content for people to actually benefit from. Show how good you are because reputation Yes. And experience and results, those are the things that separate you, not like how fancy your profile looks or how good you are as a speaker or how good your adverts are. Yeah. That stuff, yeah. you can actually learn to do that. But to be a great coach, like people sort of proclaim they are, is actually about being able to get a result. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, likes and impressions and all that kind of stuff. Is, I, I see where, I mean, the, the amount of adverts you see for people say, you know, be a, be a six, seven figure coach and all that kind of stuff. It's, yeah, you've you just got to show up and do it and demonstrate. I was once, um, I heard a, a great line to do with when I was learning to be a coach. It was, you know, don't tell me how funny you are. Just make me laugh, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'll know then how funny you are. Um, and, and I think... Good coaches are like that. But also I think a, a great coach would never admit to being a, a great or a good coach because they realize it's just a continuous learning journey. And I think you said earlier on with a, on this talk tonight about how you're just learning all the time. And I think that's the sort of mindset you, you need. Um, and, and if we go back to the, the, the idea of this podcast, you said just getting out there and doing it. I mean, of course, this is, this is the uh, Give Yourself the Chat podcast. I, I gave myself the chat to, 
I could look at all these other people in the coaching community putting out content, whatever. And I'm thinking, I've got something to offer here, but I don't know how. And so I had to kind of give myself the chat. And I think a lot of um, what we can do is, is self-coach as well. I mean, so much of coaching is to be able to not only have a coach, but also self-coach. And so I've, I've had to do that. And I think this idea of give yourself the chat, which is about taking personal responsibility and, and, and really accepting that everything in your life is down to the choices you've made links really nice to coaching because I, I just see coaching as really about how do you get people from their sort of circle of concern into their circle of control? How do you get them thinking that actually what I need to do now is a decision that is within my control because there's too many other things out there I could worry about. I could worry about a coach. That, I mean, I could worry about Tommy G who's got 100 podcasts and I'm thinking, God, I'm nowhere near that. Well, you've just got to start. You know, it was said to me the other day, you know, you don't have to be great to start but you do have to start to be great. So, you know, I've given myself the chat. So how do you, how do you give yourself the chat when you're either coaching yourself or, or coaching others? Give us some, some ideas around that. Okay. I'm just going to sort of, my batteries have died on these. So I'm oh no, his batteries have died. His battery, I, I, I guess we can this edit is, that this out. This is um, up to you to keep this in or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, uh, this, this will be going out on YouTube as well. So they'll, they'll actually see you change headphones. Um, and, and this is this is slick podcasting 101. I, I, I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that sounds really good. Always so, have a plan, and then always have a, always have back, a backup. backup. I'm learning all the time. <laughs> all right. I need to make a note of that. So, did he catch the question about how do you give yes. yourself the chat? How do I give myself the chat? So, I think it's very easy to get fall into the trap of measuring yourself against others, as you've just said with the example of the podcast episodes as a, a way to look at that. Um, it doesn't matter what it is, by the way, it could be podcast episodes, could be the stage that you speak on, could be the amount of clients that you've got, could be something as material as an advert with a guy leaning on a Ferrari, which, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to talk about that, but I just... Do you think they actually own those? They, they must, they must um, rent though, surely. They, they, do you think... <sighs> I just don't care now no <laughs> I just don't care you know what I mean like like it's whatever um so yeah the, the the measuring process can fill your head with doubt and I think at that point you've just got to go back to the face of the human being that you last helped and you've got to see that face in your in your own mind and you've just got to remember that that's what it's about it's about those eyes and what's going on behind those eyes and how you've made a difference to them mm. um because there's no doubt that when you when if and when you are feeling any doubt that is the remedy that you need you need that lift of yes i can do this mm. and so you're allowed i believe in that in that situation to actually say yeah mm. you know i am good at this because this is what happened when i worked with that person now what we don't need by the way is like that person to tell us how great we are no. or post up online how great we are. We just need to internalize and give ourselves the chat, as you've said, of I am good at this. I do make a difference to people's lives. I can help them get from A to B, and that is what they pay me for. They don't pay me for what car I drive. They don't pay me for how many followers I've got. They don't pay me for all of the bells and whistles. No. They pay me for the difference I can make to them and help them achieve something in their lives. Yeah. And, and and I guess that it's reminding yourself of that because you can lose sight of that, can't you? Um, yeah. And and I guess even those people who aren't coaches like you and I, but are coaching in work, they're, they're or even the, the the business owners that you 
you you coach and work with or, or people that just want to get the most out of their teams so it's, it's equally as applicable just to connect with you know what if my intention is good and and i and you know, I want to serve that person. I've just got to kind of connect with that. And yeah. so their chat might be just to remind themselves of that, not necessarily about, you know, a, a work colleague is so much better than them or whatever. Because like you say, I, that's it's just head junk, isn't it, stuff? And I think that the chat to kind of remind yourself of the difference you're making is a really, really important one. Yeah, it goes right down to just breathing, in my opinion. If, you, <laughs> if your breath, if the breath that you are, the, um, the breath that you take, have good intention behind them and sometimes that's just enough anyway i think if if you're in a position where you're not a coach and you're feeling the pressure right now then just knowing that every time you breathe it's with good intention is uh is enough of a karma in mm. you know in my opinion to hopefully be able to just settle you down a bit and just think i'm just trying my best i think sometimes we underestimate how important trying your best really is. Uh, well, not trying your best, doing your best. Doing your best, yeah. Yeah, because just that's all you can do. There's nothing more than that. And if you're doing your best, you can at least hold your head up high about that. Well, that, that's interesting, isn't it? Because you corrected yourself. Uh, it's not trying, it's doing your best. I think if yeah. you can... You know, if you can look yourself in, in the mirror and, and have that chat with yourself, you know, back to the chat that actually, do you know, did I do my best to diet with intention? Is that the best I could have done with the resources I had, the energy I had, yeah. the, this, all that kind of shit that's going on in my life? Then I think actually that's, that's the route to fulfillment, isn't it, really? Because what else yeah. can you do other than that? And yeah. I think a lot of people just miss that point. I think when you connect yeah. with that, it's like, well, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, and, and as a, yeah, dead right. And as a coach, sometimes we feel like we need to have like this sort of epiphany answer for people. Yeah. And actually some of the best advice I've ever had has come from my dad who is no way a coach. I mean, he is because he, he doesn't, well, yeah. you know, he says great things to me, yeah, um, yeah. but his, his profession is not, uh, he's a, he's a joiner. Um, so he, yeah, multiple times he's been the one that pierces through whatever it was that was in the way of my vision. He's pierced through that with simple words. And often they've been like, using examples of perhaps him mm. this is really interesting psychology because he's my dad so i obviously hold him in a, a high regard and i know everyone's relationship with their parents is different and mm. you know some of the, some of these relationships are simply memory based but still they're still relevant they still sure. serve a purpose um and the coach is this to his or her clients right someone of a position where they should perhaps know more and have had more experience and have some wisdom. And um, the, the best advice that I've ever been given from him is when he's basically said how, like how he'd struggled with something when he was in a similar position and he just relayed that back to me, just trying my best or sorry, doing my best. Yeah. And like, and it's just like, it's one of those ones that hits you here in your heart. And you just feel it as like real. It's just simple and it's real. And so as a coach, sometimes you can go, oh, you know, da, 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 and you can overcomplicate things and it can be very much just words. Hmm. Or you can show a little bit of vulnerability yourself, which I think is a card to play when the time is right. Yeah. Uh, in my professional opinion, not too early. I think this card should only be played when it absolutely must be played. Um, 
as a coach to help the the client. Otherwise, it can become a bit of a recurring pattern. Yes. But you yeah. want this card to be played and it's bang and you're out. It's the, it's the interrupt that was necessary for them to move the needle at that point. Hmm. And it could be something like, you know, hey, when, when I did this, I made a terrible job of it it was a train wreck yeah. um this happened that happened this person told me to do one and yeah. and like so you know i just want you to know i'm still here and and i did all that you know and it can be yeah. the words you need yes. at that point yeah. you know simple and uh, empathetic and slightly vulnerable well i'm glad i'm glad you use the v word there vulnerability because i talk about vulnerability in, in the sort of leadership programs i do with people and say you know leadership needs to be vulnerable you need to kind of reveal that soft underbelly to create yeah. safety that sort of psychological safety with your teams and it's it's as applicable for coaching as it is leadership as it is people managing in fact increasingly i i see coaching and leadership as 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 kind of part of the same whole the same sort of truth because yeah. I, I think if you try and separate them out i don't think in this day and age if you're a leader and you're not coaching or taking a coaching approach and able to provide that bit of vulnerability then i don't i think i think you're holding on to a leadership model of a bygone era so yeah yeah yes yeah. really that vulnerability piece it'd be absolutely right you don't want to play it because people want confidence they want confidence in you as a coach they want confidence in you as a manager and leader if you're always exposing your vulnerable self then yeah. like i say it becomes a repeating pattern but I think it takes courage to to be vulnerable. Yeah, it, well, I, I yeah, I'm so pumped. You said the the, the courage word. Um, I, I think it's necessary as an ingredient. <clears throat> Vulnerability is necessary as an ingredient to be courageous. Yeah. Um, if you think about a simple example, which everyone can relate to, think about a movie where the lead role you would identify as a courageous character. The storyline, the narrative, always always involves vulnerability whether that's they're outnumbered whether that's they have to face their demons yeah. whether that's that they get isolated whether that's that they like like almost get defeated there's always that bit of vulnerability that's like right i'm going to become something beyond what i've been before now and to do that i'm going to have to show who i really am and that's that vulnerability which then comes out as courage when the action is applied that then moves things to the next level yeah. and like i love it i love because I, I love, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, a geek, you know, through and through. I love my, my superhero. I've got my Gotham sh- t-shirt on right now. I see that. Um, I see that. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, for me, I love the storyline and yeah. I love the, uh, I love all that. And so that's the easiest way for me to explain that. You mm. have to have vulnerability or courage does not exist. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is, that is really interesting. And I, I think, I think more and more people are tuning into that. It's interesting. I, I, I've recently put out some blog posts where I kind of expose some vulnerability about you know some of the struggles I've you know, experienced and and how I've had to give myself the chat. And then, by the way, give yourself the chat isn't always about it's not the Sartre major model of just giving yourself a stern talking to and you know pull yourself together. I think it's just that that frame that pattern interrupt that you do yourself. And um, I, I put some blog posts out and really quite vulnerable. And it's amazing how that connected with some people and they've sent me some yeah. personal posts and said, did you know what? That really helped. That just came yeah. at the right time. And, and it goes back to that piece about being a coach that serves. It's, you know, it's not look at me, look at my Ferrari and everything else like this. It's just like, here I am. And, and if this resonates with you, then I think that's where coaching really works because I think there is a responsibility on both sides of that equation to make coaching work, whether the coachee realizes it or not, whether the team member realizes it or not. It's how do you, how do you make that kind of that synergy work? And, and that's a challenge as well, you know, because there's some people that, 
if they're not prepared to help themselves and give themselves their chat, then can coaching help them? It, it just becomes a bit, a bit hard work, really, doesn't it? So. Yeah, it does. That's why there's always a risk with vulnerability that you attract people who aren't ready. Um, they would rather have, uh, I say this in the most loving way, honestly, I do. They would rather have a pity party yeah. um, and just have more people around them that they can go, oh, you know, it, the, yeah, it's bad. It is hard, isn't it? And I, here's my story. Uh, you know, I've struggled all my life. And so like, that's one of the risks about being like over vulnerable when you lead with uh, a marketing message or some kind of like way in like that. Now, I think it's important to let people know that you have the depth and understanding of something that you could help them with. Otherwise, how could they possibly know yeah. that you could help them? That's why you could help them because you've been through stuff. Like that's yeah. why it's because you've learned that and you've got that about you as well as obviously having the skills uh, to help them. Um, but I, I, when I picture the moment where you show your cards and you're vulnerable with your client, for me, the real vulnerability, not like the stage vulnerability, because the stage vulnerability, I've spoken from stage many, many times, my own events, even the TEDx talk, yeah. where I've, I've talked about my, you know, my brother, even me doing yeah. this now is, is staged vulnerability. I'm just going to be honest, because I still know how it sounds. I've rehearsed it. I still know what I'm trying to achieve with this. Yeah, so you. it's staged vulnerability. It's not actual vulnerability. If it was, then I would be shitting myself because I'd be thinking... What's going to happen here? Someone's going to like yeah. call me on my phone and tell me this and tell me that. So I already understand what's going to happen, which is why it's stage vulnerability. Now, there is a point to this. The stage vulnerability is useful for letting people under help them understand that you understand them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But when I think about it, and this is different for you, different for the listener. When I think about that moment where we connect on a soul level, the way I see it is I come and sit down next to you and you're in a, you're in a heap and I come and sit down next to you like this. And I put my arm around you and I start crying too. And I'm going, look, <laughs> I know how this feels. Really, I do. You think you know, but this is, this is actually what you need to know right now. And then you tell them the bit. Yeah. And then they look at you and they're like, thank you for sharing that with me. Mm. And there's clarity again mm. because they go, I'm not the odd one out. Because yeah. don't forget at this point as the coach and the client, they already know your story because the stage vulnerability was That's probably right. the reason why you met in the you. first place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they already know that. So they think that you've got nothing for them here. Right. They, they think you've got nothing for them. They, they're going, oh, I'm just a fucking loser. This, this guy, I know what he's been through and look at him. He's some sort of shining example of what you can do with your life. And now I'm working with him because I thought he'd be able to help me and I suck. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. that's why at that point, that moment of connecting with someone on a soul level and just being like, "May, like, this is something you don't know. Yeah. And I don't think we should ever be bringing that to the stage section of our no. vulnerability because then what? Because then we don't have that true, like, the, the part of us that we would, that's vulnerability because it's a part of us that we want to keep to ourselves. Like, that's why it's vulnerable. Well, there's that. Because but we you, don't want everyone to know. Well, yeah, and equally, you can't bring it to that sort of stage vulnerability because how do you know that that's what that person needs? It's only when you get to that moment in the relationship then that actually will expose itself and you know and how it shows up and in what form. I think that's 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 really powerful stuff. Um, 
Mate, my mum's going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to beep the F word out there. I, do you know what? When I said it, I was like, oh, no. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. I've said teasing. two. I've dropped an S and an F bomb. Oh, that's Goodness. brilliant. Yeah, that, that's I'm it. Sorry. I'm going to have to do for my podcast guests. I'm going to see who's the most profane over well, there. You, uh, you, mate, you, you can't put it on Apple as a, as a non explicit podcast. No, that's right. You're going to have to tag. <laughs> you're going to check to, that. You're gonna have to bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, tell me, uh, this has been fascinating. And, and I guess what, we'll definitely talk again on this. But I just want to perhaps just bring things to a close now. Um, for the listener and there's just so much there i mean crikey we, we we agreed that we would just leave it around the frame of coaching and, and see where it went and and i'm so glad we went to talking about courage and, and vulnerability yeah me um, too. I, I'd, I'd love it just to, if we can start to think about how we might just leave some ideas with the listener um around coaching either for those who are professional coaches and facilitators and people like us listening or, or those that you know your, your business owners that you're working with or people who are in corporate life what kind of things would you want to leave them that they can perhaps think about coaching differently or go and try and perhaps give themselves a chat to say, do you know what? Why not? Cool. Yeah. Well, first of all, to give yourself the chat as a coach, if you believe that you are here to help people, then go and help people. You don't have to take over the world. You don't have to speak in front of thousands of people. You don't have to have the most popular podcast you don't. You just need to be able to help people and have fun. And if that includes podcasting and speaking and stuff, then so be it. If it doesn't, then you can die with a smile on your face knowing that you fulfilled what it was that you were supposed to do as a human being. It doesn't get any more simple than that. Just don't get distracted. Stay focused on the core reason why you feel like you need to be doing this, and why you should yeah. do it. Yeah. So there's that for the, for the coaches, uh, for the, for the, um, for the people who aren't coaches that are listening to this in regards to coaching itself, you absolutely will benefit by having people in your corner. I call it the, uh, the corner team. It's like, okay, if you, I've done a, a lot of martial arts in my life and competed for England multiple times at sport jujitsu. You wow. know about this, Pete, yeah, I you do. interviewed me about this. Well, that's another podcast. Many years ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was on the, it was, it's still on YouTube and, um, I'm going to talk about that in a second, actually. I've got something important to say. Okay, cool. But going back to the original point about fighting, who you've got in your corner team matters so much because it's not about the fight. It really isn't. They might say some stuff on the night. You probably won't hear it. But if there is one thing that they say and it changes the game for you and you end up winning instead of losing, then that's worth its weight in gold for itself. But most of the work is done weeks before the fight. It's the Mm. preparation it's the understanding of the strategy and it's knowing that you've got people in your corner that have the same interest as you, which is for you to succeed. Yeah. Don't underestimate how valuable that is. And if you're running a business where you're earning, you know, at least 250K a year in revenue, then it means that you've probably got staff and it is useful to actually employ a coach or a consultant in amongst your corner people, not as an employee, but as someone who you bring in to help you with uh, whatever it is that you feel like they can help you with. Obviously, everyone has a different, a different yeah. approach. Yeah, sure. That's a valuable tool. And that's, I mean, the world is, is now, you can take your pick. You can headhunt yeah. whoever it is that the best person is for your particular yeah. uh, goal, sure. based on experience, based on personality, based on yeah. reputation. Yeah, yeah. So I want to share those two things. I'm so just going back to um, the, the interview there, and it is relevant because my last thing is you, the listener, are in great hands 
right here, <laughs> or rather your ears are, um, because this guy, I'm, I'm a guest on his first episode, and I have to say this because he probably won't come out with it himself because that's the sort of fellow that he is, but he's extremely, he's one of the most serving people that I've ever met. Um, we said at the beginning of this episode, mate, you've been in my radius for over a decade we've gone years one or two three years without talking but then whenever we do you actually really care about what i'm doing and we we've always kept in touch you're very very caring you ask phenomenal questions you're an you're an amazing question asker um and you always have been i always come out of our coffee meetings thinking did i actually ask him a question um (laughs) it felt like he was you know i felt like i was just talking and i don't maybe maybe i should have asked more but that's that's because that's the sort of person that you are. So you are in great, great hands, whether your ears are. This podcast is going to go strength to strength. And I'm absolutely uh, honoured to be your first guest. But yeah, I just wanted to reach out publicly, put you on the spot a little bit oh, and say thank you for being there because you've always been there. Thank um, you. And uh, I would consider you to be one of the five people that I would consider real proper mentors in my life. You know, like the ones that they, they don't ask for anything. If there's a mutual trade to be had, great. But you've always cared and been there. So I really appreciate that. And I wanted oh, to say mate. that publicly mate. because uh, the listeners need to understand oh, that that's, that's the guy That's the guy that's uh, looking after them now. Blown away, Tommy. That's, oh, that's awesome. I mean, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, that's, that kind of makes my heart sing uh, because that's just kind of... Well, I've... How can you be lost for words at the end of your own podcast and you've got to try and wrap this up? But you've done it, haven't you? So thank you so much. Uh, Tommy, we're going to speak again, I know, mate, yes. on, these, on these podcasts. We've got to explore the whole sporting side of what you do and what I do and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I really want to thank you. I, I knew choosing you for the first episode of the Give Yourself the Chat podcast would, would, would be great. Um, you've been an inspiration to me. And, and let's... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to take that that acknowledgement of me and, and take that. You know how I feel about you, but I just want to kind of soak that one up because it's really, really important um, that that you feel that you can say that. So thank you so yeah. much, mate. Um, this has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Look, we're, we, we said we're, we're going to have enough content for about 15 minutes, what, about 40 minutes already. So I hope the listeners enjoyed this. Um, it's been a bit freeform, but there's so much of value here. I'm not even going to attempt to summarize it. But Tommy, thanks very much, mate, from the bottom of my heart. Um, thanks for helping me launch the um, Give Yourself a Chat podcast. I look forward to having you on as a guest further down the road. But mate, keep yourself healthy. Look after that young family of yours. And, uh, and, and when we can go out again, coffee's on me. Mate, you're the best. Take Appreciate care, brother. It. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on this first episode of the Give Yourself the Chat podcast. Uh, what a first guest Tommy Gentleman was. I, I knew he would deliver. Uh, every time I talk to Tommy, I always come away feeling inspired and, and coming away brimming with ideas and learnings from the conversation. So you can guarantee I'll have Tommy back at some time in the future. But in the meantime, the conversation's going on over at LinkedIn. So if we haven't connected, please do so. LinkedIn.com forward slash Peter M. J. Lewis. Connect, leave some comments, give me some feedback on this episode and the podcast in general, and and post some ideas about what you would like to hear on future episodes. It'd be um, wonderful to cater to your needs and and what you would find useful. So please do connect, do engage, 
and help me make this the best podcast possible. But in the meantime, stay healthy, look after yourself, and I'll see you on the next one.